Looking for a flexible way to financially contribute to your family? There are so many more ways to make money from home than there were even five years ago. Gone are the days of MLMs being one of the only ways military spouses had to try to build a career that they could take with them. Can I get an amen? But on the flip side, sometimes it's hard to know exactly what we can do to work from home, how to get started, and how to find remote work that still allows us to prioritize the needs of our family. And that's why I'm excited to share today's conversation with Molly Rose Speed, a military spouse and the creator of Virtual Assistant Academy. And in this episode, we discuss how to know if being a virtual assistant is right for you, figuring out the earning potential, how to get the knowledge and training you need, how to set boundaries, and how to show up with confidence. If you are curious about being a virtual assistant, what virtual assistants do, or if it might be the right career choice for you, then let's dive into the show. You, my friend, were made for more. More than the managing of schedules, keeping up with kiddos, and holding down the home front. Welcome to the Mill Spouse Mastermind Show, the podcast that empowers you to get unstuck and craft a life with more meaning and less overwhelm. I'm your host, Christine, seasoned military spouse, mom of three, and your guide to designing a life you love and growing a purpose-fueled business as a military spouse. I believe you have something valuable to offer. And when you pursue the things that light your heart on fire, you trade frustration for fulfillment and isolation for a life of impact. It's time to discover who you are meant to be, because together, we can change the world. Okay, amazing Mill Spouse, I cannot wait for you to hear this conversation, because becoming a virtual assistant just might be what you need to bring some extra income for your family this year. But first, I want to invite you to join us in our free Facebook community, a place where we gather to encourage each other to feel equipped to pursue lives with purpose as military spouses. We chat more about the episodes, what we're learning, and how we can implement what we're learning into our everyday lives. If you would like to join us, the link is in the show notes, and we would love to have you in there. All right, we are talking with Molly Rose Speed, who is an expert in creating what we all want more of, time freedom. She is the creator of Virtual Assistant Academy and the founder of Virtual Assistant Management, which provides trusted VA certification and placement in the online market. Molly Rose is an awarded military spouse and solo world traveler who believes in creating a business and a life that allows you to do more of what you love. Molly Rose, welcome to the Mill Spouse Mastermind Show. I am so thrilled to have you on here today. Would you just introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yes. Hello to your community. I'm really excited to be here as well. So my name is Molly Rose Speed. I am the creator of Virtual Assistant Academy and the founder of Virtual Assistant Placement, a training and placement company for virtual assistants. And it all started with wanting to serve the military spouse community and create work remote 
flexible, independent, rewarding jobs for us all. One of the reasons I was so excited to have you on the show is because I think we all want this time freedom. We want that flexibility. And sometimes we're just not quite sure how to get there. And so I love that you offer a program to give military spouses that training. But I want to start at the very beginning and hear your military spouse origin story. Yes. So I met my husband in college. We went to Iowa State. He was in ROTC. And in Iowa, we don't have many. We have, I don't think we have any major military bases. And I didn't know anyone that was in the military. So it was all new to me. And of course, one thing led to another. We ended up you know, dating a lot. And he went off to pilot training. And we just kept going. And his drop night, he's a pilot, uh, put him in Destin, Florida, in the panhandle. And I thought he was going to be in the middle of nowhere in New Mexico. And I thought, okay, I'm going with you. He didn't even ask. It was just that point. Um, and then we got engaged and married and, and all of that. And when I moved down with him, you know, I had to pick up my career and move here. So I bounced around a little bit. I worked as a manager at a Target store in Destin, which was a great, rewarding career. And then I got really, really burned out because you work 60 plus hours a week and that's no life for a military spouse with their husband gone all the time. And then I worked as a financial analyst at a hospital and it was like watching paint dry and I was bored as could be and just couldn't couldn't get out of that fast enough. And that's what led me to being a virtual assistant. I just kind of started and did that. Um, but along the way, being a part of the military community has been one of the best gifts I didn't even know that I was going to be given. And I love meeting military. They become my family um, in more ways. They're my chosen family, right? That's what we all get to say. So I'm really proud of it. Yeah, for sure. So I know you said you didn't have much of a background. You didn't really know anybody. So what was it like moving into this community, moving somewhere completely new? What, what was that like for you? Yeah, I'm pretty outgoing. So I fell into some some groups really fast. Like I was the person that said to Lance, my husband, uh, really early on, like, let's have people over for dinner. Okay, now let's ask people to go to dinner and just kind of get it rolling. Um, and then I just started making friends as fast as I could with anyone and everyone <laughs> that wanted to. I don't ever remember being like nervous or scared. I was just so excited to be moving to the beach and Everything was new to me. Like I said, military was not anything I had grown up with. and um, But it, it was exciting. Well, especially if you're moving to the beach. I mean, I think a lot of us would be like, I can go to the beach any day I want. Sure, <laughs> sign me up. Um, so that was good. But really, I love what you said about sometimes it just takes getting out of your comfort zone and saying, okay, I'm going to be the one to be the awkward person yeah. and say, will you come hang out with me, go have coffee, whatever, so we can start to get to know someone. So you move there, you find some jobs that you really like, but nobody really wants to work 60 hours a week. It doesn't give you a whole lot of time to invest and have those healthy relationships. So kind of talk about moving into how did you hear about virtual assisting? What kind of got you down that path? Yeah, so I... I hated my job so much that I just quit cold turkey. And that was not like me. I'm a very responsible, I hate risk kind of person. And uh, my husband was deployed at the time. We, we He came home to an unemployed fiance. We got married five days later. And so I kind of laugh about that. And he's like, all right, let's 
give yourself four to six months. You know, we had a little safety net there. And it took me about three months and I got hired as a crowdfunding manager for a social media campaign to raise $75,000 for a student loan debt documentary. And I had no idea what crowdfunding was. I didn't know what social media management, like what that entailed. And I just thought, I think I can figure this out. So I did my little video interview and sent it in and I got hired. And that kind of just snowballed that taste of being able to make money on my own without a corporation. Like I sent my own invoice and it was all my control. I was like, this is kind of fun. And that just snowballed into working for the founder of this documentary. He, he lost his assistant at the time and he had told me she worked virtually and I thought that's a thing. And he hired me and then it just, just gradually grew into serving so many clients and learning all that I could about the online business world. So where did the idea of starting the academy come from? Yeah. So I, of course, became a virtual assistant. And when my husband deployed, it was back when the ops tempo was very high. I would go off to Europe and I would work from a hostel. And so I'd spend a month or two just traveling around and I'd work in the morning and then I'd make friends with people in the hostel and then we'd go out at night and have fun and, and I'd just do it over and over. And I was making good money and I was traveling. And so my peers, my military spouse peers were saying, how do I do what you do? Like, this looks amazing. And and it, to me, it wasn't anything crazy, but I, as I look back, it is. And so I kept having the same conversations with them at Starbucks over and over. Like, this is how you get started. This is what you do. This is what you look for. And I realized really quickly that I can reach a lot more women predominantly with this if I put this into a course and create some type of training. So I created my first version of the Virtual Assistant Academy back then, and it's gone through three iterations since. And I've put, I'd say I've have 150 total that have gone through it. 80% are probably military spouses. So it's worked. It's working. <laughs> that is so awesome. I mean, I have to imagine your husband might have been a little bit jealous that you were <laughs> traveling around Europe. I know one year my husband was deployed and I was doing a study program overseas and he sends me the video and we're, we're talking on and I'm like sipping my wine on the piazza and he's like, this is not fair. No. And they're like on a base camp in the Middle East or something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but that's awesome that you were able to see that I'm having this conversation over and over again, probably more people that have these exact same questions. And I can be the resource based on what I've learned, what I've gone through, and how you can turn around and help other people with that very same thing. So what was it like building that course, getting it off the ground? What, what was that like? Yeah, so my girlfriend who actually introduced me to solo traveling, we met up um, in St. Augustine, and we just went to hang out. And we started brainstorming because she runs her own online business. And before we knew it, we had filled, we, there was a, a balcony and we had covered all the glass doors with mind maps of all the things that a virtual assistant needs to know. Everything an online business owner is asking for a virtual assistant. And it just started create, to create these modules of training. So that's kind of how it formulated. And then I created, you know, all the content that went into it and started recording it and put it on a course system to be able to get it out there. Uh, and then as my experience has grown, as technology and software has grown, as the pandemics come in and made everybody com more comfortable being virtual, I used to say everybody, but most, 
uh, it's it's kind of developed into a way more robust program from when it started. It was interesting because I just looked at the Blue Star Families report that came out based on 2022, and over 61% of military spouses that are employed in some kind of capacity have at least a part of the work that they are doing is done remotely. So I know this is something that more and more military spouses are able to take advantage of, um, and, and that's helping address military spouse unemployment. So this really, really matters. But sometimes we get stuck on how do I find remote work? How do we make money from home? So kind of just give us a big picture overview of what being a virtual assistant really looks like. Yes. So it depends on who you ask, right? Because some people think virtual assistants are coders and web developers. And I'm here to tell you that though virtual assistants can wear that hat, the general term that I use for virtual assistants, the general skill sets are your administrative back and support person. I, I always kind of say if you've seen Mad Men or none of us probably grew up in the 40s and 50s, but you know, offices where women sit in the outside, mostly the man's office. I hate this. And they're the secretary, right? They're handling the schedule and the email and all of that. Well, in today's world, that is on steroids. And we're no longer sitting in cubicle offices outside people's offices. We're all over the world. And the role that virtual assistants play in business is far bigger than what it ever has been. I just got off a call with my mentor teaching my virtual assistants and she just reminded us all that the back the backbone of a business is in the admin. Like we are the front of the house at all times. So some of the things that virtual assistants do is email management and customer support, online scheduling, social media management, so online management of, of an online uh, brand or presence, uh, travel booking, and then uh, can get into some some marketing things. So email marketing if you're doing newsletters or basic website updating, just kind of keeping everything updated and, and up to par with what is going on in the business is super important. And then it just grows from there. There's a term out there called OBM, which is Operations Business Manager. Um, this is kind of the level two of virtual assistants. And I'm really seeing our virtual assistants just kind of get this entry-level skill set and then sky's the limit. They're building courses like mine is on now, or they're helping clients strategize and get clearer to be able to execute a plan. And so it's, it's way more than just assisting, um, but it starts with that general admin. So what kind of skill set or personality, what do you need to get started? Yes. So I have virtual assistants from all backgrounds. Some are have their master's, some never went to college, and they are complete equals in my world. And uh, it doesn't matter. Like, your history and your background doesn't matter. What matters is that you have the ability to learn. And what I like to say is the ability to figure it out. That's the number one thing I look for. Uh, you're very responsible. You know, your business owners coming to you outsourcing, they're probably overwhelmed already. So if you're able to come in and, and kind of be responsible for those tasks and take that off their plate and be able to balance and juggle your own schedule, your own life, if you have kids and all of that, that's super important. Uh, type A is a typical virtual assistant, very organized, uh, can, can sense detail, see detail and, and do that. Checklists are our friends. We love the feeling of crossing things off and getting things done. Um, and then from skill set perspective, uh, great with communication. 
good good computer skills, and then again, some software, like some basic software knowledge. So, you know, email marketing, or I'm sorry, email management, online scheduling, but then a lot of this can be taught. And so our program also does that. So be able to learn what email marketing is and how to use it. Um, but just those basic skills are super important. So I, I know that there is a range, but talk about what the earning potential looks like for a VA. Yeah. Great question. Uh, so post-pandemic, because our numbers have changed, thank you to the economy, and this is way more in line with where we should be, uh, virtual assistants in my world are making no less than $25 an hour, and then kind of sky's the limit, but usually VAs can go up to 50 and then they kind of roll over into that operations role, that 45 to 50 role is kind of where you're seeing them come in as kind of a, a partner strategizing, executing first kind of managing a task list and all of that. Um, so that's a pretty great income at $25 an hour full-time is 50,000, just to put that into perspective. But I know VAs that make a hundred. So it, it's, it's really flexible and in a lot of room for growth. I know that that can sound great until you get to that point. Where you're like, okay, how do I find these jobs? How do I find the clients? So what does that look like and what kind of support do you offer? Yes. So twofold. In my program, I also I teach this and there's virtual assistants that go through the program and they execute flawlessly and they get clients without needing help at all. And then there's others that go through my placement agency. So the first, some tips are, I can't express enough how in demand a good virtual assistant is right now for our world. People need good support. Uh, so if what I teach you to do is really professionalize the service. It's not like you woke up one day and you're deciding to be a virtual assistant. This is a service that you're offering and you're an expert assistant coming into someone's business. So just by changing that lens a little bit um, already makes you more marketable. And then the more you talk about it, the more you talk about it. So not being shy when you launch your virtual assistant business and sharing what you do. And, and that means on social media, with your family, with your neighbors. and and people get really timid when they start to market because they're like, oh, and you're not marketing to the person that's listening necessarily. I want you to think about marketing to people they know. And this happens time and time again. So if I'm telling my neighbor, for example, who does sales, that I have a, a task force of virtual assistants, he's going to say, oh, my gosh, my, my team member just was complaining that he needs a new assistant. I'm going to refer him. And that's how it starts to work. You just have to kind of have all your ducks in a row and talk about it. And people will start talking about you. And then, of course, announcing it on social media and doing it over and over again, you will begin to get clients. And your referral network will start to build really quickly if you're a good virtual assistant. And then on the other side, um, you know, I've been training virtual assistants for a little over six years. And about three and a half years ago, I realized that there's a placement opportunity here. I, I have a huge network of entrepreneurs and business owners that come to me. And so now we have a placement agency. So any of anyone that goes through my program and gets certified um, is invited to apply for our placement agency. And we custom match you with jobs. We get to know you really well. We get to know the client really well. And then we're able to make that perfect match. And you can get jobs through us. That's such an awesome opportunity. And I, I love what you said about um, selling because I think so much of this is this mindset shift of, oh, I've got to find a job. But when you start to view yourself as, I have the tools, I have the training, 
I am an expert. This is a service that other people need. That totally, that shift in your mind really changes the way that you approach it, that you present yourself to other people and understanding that you're not just selling. You have a service that other people need and you are able to fill that need so that you can be successful and that they can be successful in their business and that together we are better. We're better together and that's how we are making this world a better place by each of us being able to do something that provides for our families and that helps other people. So that that mindset, that perspective is so, so important in as an entrepreneur in general, but even specifically as you were launching into being a VA, if you've never done that before. Thank you. Such a beautiful reframe too. <laughs> so, so talk about this process of becoming a VA and what you offer. How long does it take to get those skills? What does that look like? Yes, absolutely. So first of all, you can certainly go at this on your own. It's out there. There's content out there everywhere. That's what I did. It just took me a long time to figure it out. Um, What I offer is a professional training academy with a certification attached to it. So we have two sides of the academy. We have a business academy and we have a tech academy. You get both of them when you enroll. And the business academy is literally teaching you how to run your virtual assistant business. Uh, and, and this could apply to just about any business, but the, the keys are specific to being a virtual assistant. So clarity in what your service offerings are, knowing that you're going to add to it every probably week to two weeks, how you're going to price your proposals, your contracts, your invoicing, starting an LLC, uh, marketing, communication, onboarding clients, are just some of the things that are in that program. But we cover everything with templates and how-tos and examples and All of it is there and you can follow it step by step to be able to execute setting up your business. And then the second side is the tech training. And this is ever evolving because technology and software can't keep up. Um, So I always say transparently twofold. I have my own trainings of what I I want my virtual assistants to be competent at that I know I can get them jobs and they can also go be marketable. But then YouTube is your best friend when you're a virtual assistant and you're learning. There's so many great resources out there. So we kind of compare, you know, if you're you're really competent in email marketing, but you want to add this special Kajabi thing, which is a software to it, then you you know that those resources exist for you. So it's it's all of that together. And then we also have an a, a community. So you're not left on your own. Uh, we meet at least once a month. We have a Facebook group. So you're supported to get your first, second, third, tenth client, if you will. I want to highlight what you said at the very beginning. Like there is so much information out there on the internet that anything you Mm -hmm. want to become an expert at, you can. But it can take a really long time to figure out all of those pieces on your own versus when you just take the time to say, okay, I'm going to go all in on this thing and I'm going to learn all the skills I need to learn in the order that I need to learn them so that I can be successful. You save yourself so much headache and (laughs) time that you would spend trying to figure it out. So I think when there is an opportunity to just say, okay, give me all the information in these bite-sized ways that I can absorb the information, use the information, make it work and be able to act on it and start making that income 
Um, that's really, really valuable. Yeah, thank you. And I think the, the two big headaches that you'll overcome are pricing correctly. I, I, for years, wasn't priced correctly. I left a lot of money on the table. And then also learning how to set boundaries and barriers. I think that that's extremely important, especially those that are military spouses and moms. Um, having that know-how from the beginning is, is a sanity changer and will make you very, very happy in the long run. Well, I'd love for you to talk on that for a few minutes because I think one of the challenges of military spouse life in general is that there's always things that are happening um, that you're not expecting that your, your spouse is going to get called and go on a short notice tour or whatever it is. And so talk about that scheduling and that boundary piece and, and what that looks like. Yeah. So the beauty of this career is I, I like to say you create a career around your lifestyle, not a lifestyle around your career. And the latter would be corporate America, right? We're just creating everything around it. Well, this we get to decide on when we're going to work. Um, so that means setting your schedule and your availability with a client to what works for you. So for example, if you have a kid that goes to school or kids that go to school, you want to drop them off. You want to be that mom that does that. You can um, you know, start work at nine, tell your client, I have to nine till two every day, and then you're done. Or maybe you're the, the mom that has kids at home and they nap or they go to bed at 6 o'clock. I've heard crazy things about moms putting their kids to bed earlier, so maybe it's earlier. And, uh, and you can work afterwards. Or you're, you're an early bird. So it really is flexible on what, when you can work and creating the, that for you. And I think where people get in trouble is they take on a new client and they don't communicate that up front. Like, this is my availability. Um, and making sure that that works for a client. So if a client expects you to be on email from eight to five, you know, checking in early, checking in late, making sure that everything's good, then that probably wouldn't be the right fit. But I can guarantee you there's someone else that would have no problem with working from, you know, nine to noon or whatever it is for you. So that's kind of one of the, the important ways. And then there's another way to structure your work where you do projects. Um, more tenured virtual assistants can kind of start to add in projects. So I like to say when you're kids are home for the summer, you're probably not taking on those extra projects, but when they're back in, you're able to kind of do that and add that, that extra money into your pocket. Or when your husband's deployed, you know, you have a lot more time to yourself. Um, well, maybe you do if you don't have kids and, uh, then you're able to kind of balance your life a little bit better that way. Yeah. I think that is one of the challenges of corporate America, especially if you are working for a company that doesn't really understand military life and and that need for flexibility, right? And and to have an opportunity to say, okay, I don't want to work 40, 50, 60 hours a week. I want to be able to help bring in money for our family, but I want to do this in a way that works for our family and our schedule. And to be able to sit down and look at your schedule and say, how many hours do I actually have available and what does work for our family and then to communicate that is really important. What do you do when you have a client that you've, you've set that, hey, th these are my hours and then they're, you know, texting you late at night or something. Do you, do you have a way that you help talk to those clients? Yeah. Yeah. I've learned this the hard way and my VAs also struggle with this sometimes. Um, so 
a lot of things to share here. When you onboard a new client, it's important to set that expectation up front. So the minute you answer those late night text messages, it then becomes the expectation. Or when you're doing email late at night or things like that, you have to be really careful about that. I'm a big send later person because I do a lot of work at night. Um, so, th so that's super important. Um, and then if it, it, another thing with communicating with clients is have in, in your onboarding clear ways to communicate. So for example, you don't want to be, and this has happened to me, you don't want to be contacted by your client via Google Hangout, text, phone call, email, Zoom calls in our Asana chat. Like that's, I just named seven ways that I've been communicated with. Um, instead, say, this is how we communicate. We use Asana for our tasks. This is a project management tool that I'm talking about. There's many on the market. Um, and then if things come up please, that are, you know, emergencies, please use Voxer, which is a walkie-talkie app. Or if you're comfortable with text and you're on the go all the time, then allow them to do that, but kind of put parameters on there. I like things like Voxer because it's not my text messages. Um, so when I'm, when I'm ready to plug in for that client, I can go listen to what their needs are, be on the time clock if you're running an hourly time clock, and then be able to address that versus being in text message or phone call. It's just coming at you all the time. So that's stuff that you get to decide in your business, what works and what doesn't. Just make sure that you're realistic. You know, things do come up for clients. So making sure that you give them that, that outlet for them. And then if they disrespect it or can continue to cross the line, it's really important to communicate that to them when it happens. Or, you know, you teach people how you want to be treated kind of. So when you respond, respond in, a, in your project management tool for something. Don't respond here because you're just enabling that behavior. I think that's so important because I know that is something that it's easy to struggle with in general because there's so many ways for people to communicate now, which is great in some senses, but in other senses, it's like, I received information. Did that come through email? <laughs> Did it come through a text? Did it come through WhatsApp? And, and it can get overwhelming just in general, but to specifically when you are doing work to have those channels of this is the way that I communicate, that definitely helps streamline it. So I love that. That's just such a valuable piece of advice in general, I think. So talk about what it's been like um, as you've built out this academy, as you've trained people, what have been some of the biggest challenges that you've seen and what have been some of the biggest blessings that you've seen? both for you and for the students that you've trained? Um, I think the first one, it's for both of us. And what comes to mind is, is being confident, right? Kind of that imposter syndrome as a business owner. I carry it. My mentor that I just mentioned earlier, she created Chicken Soup for the Soul, the, the book that we all grew up with. Um, and she just talked to my VAs on a guest expert call. And that's all I wanted her to hit on. And I took so much from it. And it's, it's just like, we are amazing, mostly women, um, military spouses or not, moms working, adding value to our, our clients. And at, this, at the end of the day, we all are just like, oh, we're just assistants. We're just, we're this big. And we're not, we're so much bigger than that. So I deal a lot with that when I'm working with virtual assistants that continue to undercharge or not put boundaries in place or just do the thing that they're being asked to do, even though it, they're on vacation or it's their birthday. That's all stuff that just stems from being confident and knowing your value and being able to communicate that to your client and just standing in your own. So I think that that's been the biggest challenge is getting us all to 
really, as my mentor says, show up, speak up and be seen, right? And just own this. So that's super important. And it just, you know, sprinkles into everything else. Um, I think some of the biggest wins have been the, the stories that I've seen come out of my students. I've just been floored. You know, I had a, a student register a little over a month ago and she emails me all for, I did this, I did this, I did this. And I did a, 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 a training call, special training call on Kajabi, which is a software that I use and I can't get my virtual assistants to learn it fast enough. That's how in demand this, this is right now. And within literally two days, this new virtual assistant had signed up, built her course, set it all up, done branding, like is so excited, watched all the tutorials, and she's just jazzed because she's excited to offer her next proposal to offer this service. And I'm just floored that this is coming to fruition. So it's just seeing the growth of people, watching virtual assistants um, make more than their financial goals has been really cool because it's really rewarding for their families, especially those that are military spouses and are, you know, in little small bases. That's been really cool. And then uh, watching those that want to show up for their families more that left corporate America and now they're able to, you know, go to the kids' soccer game and do the, um, do all the field trips and things like that. So it's just been really exciting. I think it just goes to illustrate one thing that we say often on the show, which is that fulfillment comes from contributing to something outside yourself because it's not just you making the money that is fulfilling, but it's getting to see the impact that it makes in other people's lives. And when we can do something and we begin to see the fruit of that, that is what really leads us to that fulfilling life. So thank you for sharing that. I would love to know what you do to really have boundaries in your own life and to have that work-life balance. Because I know when you get so passionate and you're seeing all this, it's, it can be tempting to like pour yourself into it even more. So what are some things you do in your own life to really try to have that work-life balance? Great question. And I will say it is a daily struggle, daily commitment. I'm, I love working. I'm actually leaving tonight to go to Disney World and I'm going to work in the car and then my computer's not coming out. And I'm so excited to unplug. So I'll start with that. I, I love to travel. And so I try to get away at least every eight weeks. Usually it's once a month and I'm able to do that because of the job that I have. Um, I just recently recognized a little bit of burnout because coming off of the pandemic, everyone's just, we're just going a mile, a thousand miles. And that includes all of our clients. Everybody needs assistance. Every assistant needs something. It's just a lot. Uh, and so I, I, I have a coach that I work with and I think that's super important for me. And then I've just recently started waking up an hour earlier and I'm a sleeper. Like I, and it has changed everything. So it's only been two weeks. Um, but I, I get up, I'm up by six feet on the ground, no later than six o'clock. And I'm able to sometimes do yoga, walk, read a little bit of my book, just have a moment to breathe. And for me, before I sit in front of my computer and love the work I do, but it's a lot. <laughs> so do you have a specific thing that you do when you get up or does it just vary from day to day? Yeah. So I... I've been toying with some things. I'm actually listening to a book called The 5 a.m. 5 a.m. Club or something like that. It's really in interesting. Um, so I'm kind of testing 
kind of what works for me, but knowing that I'm not going to do the same thing every morning, that's so not me. But some of the things I started doing is yoga in my living room every morning, less than 30 minutes. That's been really helpful. Uh, Reading just one chapter of a book, uh, drinking lemon water before I drink coffee, and then going, getting outside. I try to get outside as soon as possible. I have a dog, so that really helps. Um, But those things, when I've done them, at least, or a variation of them is what I try to do. Yeah, moving our bodies, getting that fresh air is so important. Have you read The Miracle Morning? I have. Yes, that's good. Yes, I read that earlier this year. And so I've been testing different practices. But having that time in the morning, I think, does really set the foundation for our day. Right? Yeah. So I would love to know as we wrap up today, what is your big dream for the future? Oh, boy. My dream is for military spouses to not feel stuck and to know that their identity is not tied to the military or their husband, if you're a woman, or being a mom. I think that there's so much more to life than that. And so whether that looks like coming into a job like a virtual assistant or stepping up in a corporate position or deciding to go on a solo trip for yourself, whatever it is, I think it's really important that military spouses kind of wake up to this and show up, speak up and be seen, as my mentor Patty Aubrey would say. Um, and that that's my dream. Just military spouses just not feeling stuck anymore. Well, I am totally here for that. That is why <laughs> this podcast exists. Thank you so much for coming on today. Tell everybody where they can connect with you, where they can find out more about the Academy, all the things. Yeah. So I'm Molly Rose Speed, mollyrosespeed.com or on all social channels. Uh, My academy is virtualassistantacademy.com, and we offer a pretty awesome military discount. So if anyone's interested, there's a form you can fill out to reach out to us for that. Well, thank you so much. Um, I highly recommend at least go check it out. If you are looking for a way to make some money from home, this is a valuable way to get started. Um, So I would highly recommend going to check that out. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks, Christine. Okay, friends, do you think becoming a virtual assistant might be right for you? What other questions do you have? One of the things I love about virtual assisting is that it is a good foot in the door because the more that you take action, the more that you know what you like to do and what you don't like to do so that you can do more of what you love. I know people that have started as a general VA and then were able to niche down to doing the thing that they were most passionate about, whether that was running Facebook ads, being a social media manager, or becoming a copywriter. There is so much potential in this area and I definitely think it is worth learning more about. I would love to know what other questions you have. So let's go continue this conversation inside the Facebook group. Let me know also what other virtual careers you would like us to discuss on the show. I think there are a lot of options out there. And I absolutely love having guests on the show that can give us greater insight guests like Molly Rose, like my interview with Julia Taylor in episode 84, that they can tell you not only what this 
career field entails, what it's like to jump inside and do the job, they can also provide you with the resources and training you need to get started. So I love hearing from you. And if you do have suggestions, things we should talk about on the show, jobs you want to learn more about, please let me know. Just drop me a line at hello at millspousemastermind.com. I can't wait to be back with you again next week. We are going to go in a slightly different direction next week. We're going to be talking about practical ways we can reduce our stress and anxiety this summer. Until then, may you live filled, fueled, and full of joy. Hey friend, before you go, the Mill Spouse Mastermind community is here to help you thrive as a military spouse. Figure out what lights your heart on fire and equip you to create a life of impact. You can have an incredible impact simply by heading over to iTunes to subscribe and leave a review. And if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others too. Spread the word by taking a screenshot of this episode and share it to your stories so we can continue to reach more people, change more lives, and shift the way that military spouses look at life. Because we are better together, and together we can change the world. Let's do it.